Hello and welcome to the Wiretap Whisper podcast episode 31 presented by me, Sammy ASMR. If this is the first time you're watching or listening to the podcast, this is a creator-focused podcast series where I sit down with other ASMR creators in the space and I talk to them all about their channel, uh, their personal life and just kind of everything in between really. Um, we try to film these in whispered or soft-spoken dialogue. Today it'll be soft-spoken, uh, just to try and keep in with the whole chill ASMR vibes. Uh, but the nature of the podcast is, uh, the longer we go on, you know, the the more laughs and uh, the rowdier we'll, we'll get as a result. So I uh, apologize in advance, but that's just the way it is. And I am so happy to um, introduce today's guest as the lovely Luna Bloom ASMR. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so good to have you. So I'm pretty sure there's not going to be many people, but for those of you who maybe aren't familiar with uh, Luna and her content and their content, should I say, first slip up. Um, either one is fine. <laughs> either one is fine. Okay. There yeah. we go. Um, I have a quick summary for you though. So uh, th see, this is where I might slip up again. Because I've, uh, I think they are an American creator. I never can tell between American and Canadian accents. So there we go. Is that right? <laughs> yes, American. American. Yeah. There we go. So I got it right. Um, they currently have uh, four hundred twenty-three thousand subscribers at the time of filming this podcast across one hundred and eighteen uh, different videos. They have uh, been uploading now for. I don't know if you I don't know if you know this, Luna, but exactly today was the uh, was the day you created your channel last year. So that's no way. That's yeah. <laughs> and and I oh think my yeah, and I think your first video was the day after. So it's a special day, clearly. Um, and yeah, to basically summarize their content, um, and like kind of give like a style or genre of ASMR that they uh, they tend to go with. Um, Luna is a fast and aggressive specialist, let's say. Um, they do things from role plays to classic trigger videos and just everything uh, in between, really. And on top of being hugely successful on uh, YouTube, they are also big on TikTok with having uh, a hundred, uh, sorry, 1.5 million followers on that platform across uh, 25.7 uh, million likes. So they're a very popular person, <laughs> but that is a that is a quick and boring summary from me, and I'm sure uh, Luna is going to give a better one now. So Luna, for the people uh, watching and listening at home today, uh, who are you? Who am I? Oh goodness, God, that is a really difficult question. <laughs> Why is that so hard? Um, I would say I'm an artist generally. I am really passionate about different types of art. I love music and acting and just creating. I like I like that I can make something exist. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say I'm an artist. Um, just, a, just a little human being. <laughs> <laughs> You're just enjoying life creating. Well, that's, yeah. that, that's what we're going with. No, that's lovely. Yeah. Um, and obviously today we'll get into uh, all that good stuff and more. Um, but yeah, for, for those of you guys who are joining the podcast for the first time, 
the way this works is there is a past, a present, and a future section. Um, we'll be starting with the past, and we'll be making our way to towards the future. There'll be a little bit of crossover in between, uh, but that is the uh, the kind of structure of things that we go with here. So, like I said, start with the past, and we're trying to go all the way, all the way to the past. So I said in the summary um, that you were an an American creator, right? Which is obviously America is a big place. Now you don't have to give any names or anything like that. But can you kind of describe like what the type of area was when you when you were growing up? Was it was it a big city? Was it like a rural location? Like, well, yeah. Uh, I was actually born in South America. I was born in Colombia. Oh, there we and go. And then I came to the United States when I was like five years old, mm-hmm. and I lived back and forth between the north and south of the East Coast. North and south of the East Coast. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And it was like, was that like a big city environment, or you were like out in the countryside, or mostly suburbs. Mostly suburbs. Okay, a lot of people yeah. are. A lot of people are. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, what was like? What was your earliest memories of growing up? Is there anything that stands out? Like you know, little Luna. Like what? What were they doing? What? What was going on? Oh goodness. Um... Little Luna spent a lot of time playing pretend. Uh-huh. Um, All the best people definitely, do. <laughs> <laughs> definitely writing stories or making up characters and making up what their outfits were going to be like and what their houses looked like mm-hmm. and just making up different worlds and living sort of in like a little daydream. Uh-huh. <laughs> definitely most of my childhood. So was like was there like a lot of like talking through like dolls and figures and stuff like that? Did we were you that type of kid? Oh my god, I had like, I think it got up to like three hundred stuffed animals. It was insane. I used to have. I grew up at first an only child. I then later got step siblings and a half sibling, but I grew up mostly an only child at first. And uh-huh. but I had a bunk bed, and the top bunk was just for my stuffed animals. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay, so there was a lot. There was a lot going on. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, I mean, outside of that, like, what what were you into as a kid? Were you were you sporty at all? Were you like a dancer, singer, anything like that going on? I wish I was a dancer. I was. I wanted to do so many things. I wanted to do dance and sports and stuff. But the thing that I was super fascinated by was music and theater so i started really young i remember performing for my family at like two years old um but i love singing and i love musical theater so i started doing theater as a really young child uh-huh okay so i mean did that continue on into like your teenagers and stuff like that oh yeah mm-hmm. uh all the way up until college Okay, well, that's a good segue into, my, well, one of my next questions, which was, like, have you been or did you go to college? So you did and, and you went to do musical theater? Oh, my God. Okay, so that's a whole story. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to college originally for theater. And then I was like, you know, this is really fun, but I think I'm passionate about it as like a hobby more than I am about like a career. Right. So then I thought, okay, I want to, I really like painting and drawing. So I went for art. And then I, I had this art teacher who started to teach us art in the way that it relates to math and physics. And I started getting really into math, which I 
didn't expect because I hated math growing up okay. and I was not, I was never good at it. And then I became obsessed with math. And so then I wanted to switch to math and sociology because I was also really into psychology and sociology. So I kind of sort of was going in that path. And then I was taking this course that was to prepare me to go into my bachelor's degree. And it was talking about like, I went to community college and then I was going to go into uh, a university for my bachelor's degree. Uh And in this course, it was like asking me, uh, compare these two colleges and see which one matches what you want to do more, what your career, your college career is going to look like. And I was doing it and I'm like, college kind of doesn't fit for me. Like studying all these things, like I was realizing this doesn't feel right. I want to make art and I want to study math, but I I can do that on my own time or I can come back and study math later. I want to make art right now. And I don't think college is the way. So I finished that assignment by writing a letter to my teacher saying, hey, this has nothing to do with you as a teacher. I think you're an incredible teacher. Uh Um, But this course made me realize that I want to drop out of college. I don't like it. Uh It's not for me. And I dropped out. I just... I, I literally had like weeks left of that class and I was like, I can't do this. And I dropped out of college that day. Well, I mean, I mean, kudos to you for following your heart though. Cause I feel like, I feel like we just kind of get pressured just to, you know, see out, you know what I mean? So like, I think, mm-hmm. you know, round of applause for that. So, I mean, where did that, like, where did that lead you next? Like, did you, did you get a job or like what, what happened next in the timeline there? This is, it's wild. Um, <laughs> Around that same time, I was in a psychedelic jam band. Um, so I was like, I'm going to pursue music. And so I'm, I'm in this band and we, we performed at some pretty cool music festivals and stuff. And then I started to do my own music. And within that, I started to build my social media presence as a musician at the time. Okay. And that got me really into social media marketing. So I obsessively started to learn about it. I would spend hours and hours on end just learning about social media marketing and writing notes and like how to grow on different social media platforms and all that stuff. And I grew as a musician pretty, pretty good. Like I ended up having a bit of a fan base. And then when I met my current partner, we started a YouTube channel together and I helped her page grow and our page grow and my page, and I was managing all these things. And one of my friends was also into social media marketing and had like a, a little, uh, like a firm. Okay. And she invited me to help brands grow their social media. And so I started working with that. And um, that's sort of where that led. Was <laughs> It ended up leading into social media, even after I decided that uh i wasn't gonna do music for a while like i also realized i don't want to do it as a hobby um but it got me into social media marketing that's insane there's like so so like you know you've already touched like so many different avenues of like of like work and life right like okay okay um i didn't expect that um so um something i wanted to ask you about obviously you know, going into this, which from the outside as a viewer, one of the main themes of of your channel is, you know, in- inclusivity. Um, and I think you're open about, you know, um, your own uh, gender and sexuality, right? 
Um, so I would love to talk about that just for a, a quick while. Um, cause obviously I think that's something that, um, you know, as you're growing up, you kind of realize more and more like who you really are. Right. Um, so I mean, when, at what moment in time, and can you talk through, you know, your feelings at that time, I guess, like, when did you realize that you, you know, you weren't straight? Like, what was, yeah, how did that play out for you? Just, you know, to help maybe someone who's watching or listening, who, you know, hasn't came out yet and, and are still processing those uh, thoughts and feelings. Uh, I think there there were a few moments where I, where it came up and I was just kind of in denial. Uh, there were a lot of moments where I'm like, no, I'm just more comfortable around girls. That's what it is. Or guys are just ugly and girls are really pretty and that's what it is or whatever it was. I remember telling my mom, I'm like, it's not fair that girls have to like guys when they don't even like dress up nice. And I can't like girls and they're all pretty like why like that's not fair that it's set up that way like I didn't realize that I could just yeah like them but yeah uh, there were so many moments like that but I was in full denial up until early high school when one of my friends was like you know you can dress like both you know and I was like oh okay I'm like I guess I can and so I started to sort of explore that and then by college, I was like, oh, I only like girls. You only like girls, yeah. 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 Oh, that's that's interesting. I, <laughs> I love like little Luna talking to her mom, like the whole stuff that you mentioned. That's so funny. But I mean, I mean, it's interesting because, right, because I don't know, right? I'm like, I'm a, I'm a straight guy. Like, um, you know, I have friends who are um, like, you know, gay or bisexual or whatever. But, you know, I've never, it's something that I've never experienced myself. So it's always... Um, you know, nice to hear other other people's stories and and kind of you know um, help relate to to what they um, you know they have went through. Um, is that was that the same with um, your gender as well? Like, is that did that kind of come around at the same time or maybe a little bit later? Sort of. I think when I started to realize that I was a lesbian, it was around end of high school. And I remembered being like, oh, like, I wish I was a guy because I, this would be easier, like, and girls would be easier. And like, people, uh -huh. it wouldn't be such a big deal. And I started to kind of think, like, do, do I want to be a guy? Like, I don't think that's it. And as I explored everything, and there was more of a conversation around, like, not really identifying with the gender binary at all. I Part of the oh my god, this is like so many thoughts. Um, <laughs> You're good. I think that there's a point that I want to make about identifying as a lesbian and like only like in girls. I think that some people think that that doesn't really include people who don't identify with the gender binary at all, which is also part of why I identify as queer because I think that there are a lot of people like genders a spectrum, uh -huh. and I'm also open to falling in love with whoever it is or being attracted to whoever yeah. I happen to be attracted to. And, uh -huh. but I was like, you know, I think, I think I just don't vibe with this idea of being in a box at all. And in, in any way, like the label, like lesbian, it's, it makes it easier. It gives me language for something, but I still also enjoy the fact that I can just identify as queer or as Luna. And, yeah. just love whoever i love and i sometimes will even tell people i'm like i'm just a, a blob like i'm not a boy i'm not a girl i'm just like a blob 
<laughs> I'm just a soul. I'm just a person. Yeah. No. Thank you for sharing that. That is some. That's some great insight, and I'm sure it'll it'll speak to some people for sure. Um, and I guess to to end this like uh small little topic, is there any advice that you'd give for people that were you know thinking about um coming out to their friends and family and um yeah what 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 advice would you give to to those people um at that stage? I would say start with yourself. Remember that you can come out to yourself too. Like I think there's there's knowing it and then there's actually taking that moment with yourself and having that moment for yourself before telling anyone and feeling like, okay, I've got this. I'm solid. I'm good. Mm -hmm. That way, whatever happens, you've got your back and you know who you are. I, I think a lot of times people try to put people in boxes or they try to say who they are, what they are. Like they're when when I came out, people were like, no, you're not gay. No, that's not true. And it was it was a lot of that and it put me right back in the closet multiple times. Yeah. And I think if I would have had some time to myself and I felt more solid in that, the words from other people would have never gotten me so badly. So I think I think taking some time for yourself and remembering that that's who comes first and people are going to try and put you in boxes because it makes it their life easier. But remember that it's important to make your life easier. Yeah. That's, that's great advice. You, I think you smashed it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. The inevitable. Now we're going to talk about ASMR. So, so the one thing you've probably been asked this quite a lot, um, but for the purposes of the podcast, how how did you come across ASMR in the first place, both maybe as a digital experience, but also maybe a real life experience as well, if you experience, you know, the tingles in real life? Like what what were those first experiences for you? The first one I remember, I know was not the first time, but it's just the one that I remember. And it was I was five or six and I was in summer school still learning English. Like I had just gotten to the US and I I had a spelling test and I I didn't remember if cat was spelled with a C or a K and mm-hmm. so I asked the teacher I was like oh can you get help with this and she like leaned over me and she was like C A T and I was like oh my god the thing is gonna happen the thing is gonna happen is that what I used to call it it's uh-huh. just the thing and then and it happened and I got tingles <laughs> and I was just like what is this thing and it would happen just throughout my life a lot of times it would happen when people would explain things to me mm-hmm. which was really difficult because they'd be at work or something i remember one time being at work and my boss was explaining like the seating chart to me at the restaurant and i was like uh-oh i'm gonna fall asleep right now but, <laughs> <laughs> i'm like how do i how do i stay awake right oh, now so funny <laughs> so and then digitally yeah. mm-hmm. um digitally i was on reddit and there was a subreddit called does anyone else and someone was like does anyone else get these like tingles in the back of their neck or their head when someone's like explaining something or whispering or something like that and this was back in like 2012 and someone was like oh yeah that's called asmr and there's videos for it blah 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 blah." and i was like what we can I can make this happen on purpose and it led me down a rabbit hole and I found some channels that like 
and they were just like whisper channels at the time and I remember the first video I watched was like a minute long and it was this girl just messing with a handbag and she's like I bought this bag because it made really good sounds and I watched that over and over and over again and it also made me understand why I liked watching makeup tutorials so much because that's what I used to watch to like try and get tingles but it didn't work the same way as somebody actually whispering and doing it more calmly and that's that's where I got started and I got addicted. It was every day, multiple times a day, just looking for more whisper videos. <laughs> I mean, that is a common gateway though. Like, uh, you know, I've had a lot of people on now and they always say like, oh, the makeup videos, like they had, they helped me, <laughs> you know, transition over. Um, you didn't mention it there, but um, was it like, was it a mental, like, was it a mental health outlet for you as well at the time? Like, we we were, were you going to it for, you know, um, like anxiety relief or like, like a sleeping aid? Or was it just like, you just love the tingles and that that was it for you? All of the above. All of the above. Uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely the anxiety. I, at the time, was going through a pretty terrible relationship and I would wake up with anxiety and first thing I do is at first I'd just start watching makeup tutorials first thing I do when I woke up and then I found that thread and first thing I did was watch that girl playing with the handbag (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny so you just kind of found found this thing right that that um you know that worked with you you know you got it um and i guess that's what that's what made you um you know stay for more do you still do you still rely on like asmr today for you know these mental um these mental health outlets or is it just is it just more fun now uh i definitely do if i'm if i'm really anxious uh now when i'm anxious i I tend to film instead of watching or Uh sometimes i i wish that i could watch asmr while filming asmr but I actually did that once. <laughs> no way. Oh my god. I, I have to try it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it was like a no talking video and it was just like it was uh, yeah, and I I was doing like something really boring for like a long time and I thought I'm just going to put some like headphones in, make sure they're quiet enough so like the mic's not picking it up but I can still hear. And I remember I had um I had a Edda Fox like ASMR live stream in my ear while I was doing ASMR. <laughs> it was good. Oh my god, uh, I'm gonna try that. I'm definitely gonna try that. <laughs> yeah, I Just don't fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make a good blooper though. Um but yeah, so so you said you said there when you came across ASMR and Ready, that was twenty twelve, right? Which was kind of like in mm-hmm. the you know, in the early like the early days, right? So I mean that's a long time from when you first started watching to when you first started creating, as we found out um, you know, in the uh, as we found out before that was a year ago for you um so what what was that motivation for you to say actually you know i can do this myself like why can't i just you know why can't i start creating videos what what clicked in in, in your head then i think it was a, it was definitely a process i started i trying to create uh asmr videos back in like 2013 uh, I made one video that was like, what's in my makeup bag video or something like that. And oh was, I filmed it on like an iMac camera. Uh-huh. And I remembered watching it over and being like, no, I can't do this. I hate it. I <sighs> and that was that for a while. And then after having been a content creator for a little bit, I, I started making 
content around 2018 and um, having gotten used to that kind of helped and then I kept thinking about it and I kept thinking about it and just wouldn't do it and then I started really getting into uh, something called imperfection practices where it's just doing something and allowing yourself to be however you are at it whether it's bad mediocre you end up being good at it whatever uh-huh. um, so I tried it as an imperfection practice I said I'm just gonna film a video for myself and if it's bad it's bad and that mixed with seeing the especially these two creators seeing uh, ASMR Eliza and Miss Manganese just kind of doing it especially how Miss Manganese is like she just lets it be what it is mm-hmm. and Eliza has like a, a more like it's like chaos meets chill sort of vibe and i really liked that too and so like seeing them create in a way that i hadn't really seen others do it and i'm sure others had i just like those are the ones i ran into that really did it i was like this can be an imperfection practice like i'm just gonna do it and maybe i don't post it or maybe i just post it as unlisted or whatever Mm -hmm. and i did it and it was so much fun and it helped me with my anxiety and so I just got really addicted to it. And I originally just started posting just to do it. And it wasn't up until May of this year that I was like, I can do something with it. And I mm-hmm. I have all of this knowledge of how to grow on social media. What if I did it? What if I actually like tried? Uh-huh. Well, you, <laughs> and that's when that started. Well, you give it a good try. <laughs> um, so... I mean, my next question is always like, was there like early expectations? But I think from what you just said, there kind of wasn't, right? At the, at the start, it was more to help you, right? And then, um, you know, the more you've done it, the more you realize like, oh, okay, like this could take off. And and then probably you started setting like expectations at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And and I know you mentioned Eliza and Miss Manganese, who I've had Eliza on and I'm in the process of trying to get... Um, uh, Miss Manganese on as well, so hopefully that happens. But was there any was there anyone else that you looked at um, uh, who was already a creator at the time and and draw and drew inspiration from um, their content? I think there were a few that, even though I didn't, hmm, I'm trying to see how to word this. There were a few creators that I liked the vibe of and that made me think like you know making it smart it seems like a really chill time and it seems like a way that to create to bring in the different avenues of art right into one thing 100 uh for example like gb and how she does cosplays and things like that or um Good night, Moon. I like a lot of her role plays and her set design and things like that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this looks like fun. Like they they make it look like so much fun. And like there's so many different ways to create. And I've I've also always really been into mental health. And I liked a lot of the ramble videos that, uh, for example, um, Grace V does, okay. where she just kind of rambles and talks about her mental health journey and stuff. And whenever i was really anxious i would play her videos and just listen to her journey and what she had learned 
from her mental health journey. And I'm like, this is a really cool way to to talk to other people and let them let them know they're not alone. And and I really, really liked that. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I com- I completely relate to, to where you're coming from there. And uh, at the same time, was there anyone outside the community that like inspired you? Maybe, you know, maybe a friend, a partner, or like, an, I guess a celebrity in a different field and anything like that, no? Okay, yeah. So celebrity <laughs> Aubrey Plaza, when I watched her do ASMR um, oh, for right. W Magazine. Right, okay. Oh my God, I was cracking up and it was also so good. And I liked that she was like, hey, like I watch ASMR too. Like this is this is good shit, you know? And <laughs> that was at the time where it wasn't really mainstream yet. So that was really validating. I'm like, because before I was really embarrassed about it and I'm like, people are going to think I'm weird. I didn't tell my partner about it for a while. Uh-huh. And you do, you keep, then, it, you keep it so secret, don't you? Yeah, like I used to keep it so secret. And then I told my partner about it and she was like, this is super cool. And I kept telling her, I think like eventually I want to make them, but I'm not sure. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I think, I, I think I'm going to make a video. And she was like, yeah, and she was super encouraging about it. So yeah. my my wife and Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> it's a good duo. No, but shout, shout out Ronnie though. She is a real one. Yeah. Um, but that is gonna that is gonna wrap up the uh, the past section, and we're gonna move on to the present now. But when I say the present, I'm kind of lying to you guys because it's still in the past, but it's from uh, when Luna basically first uploaded. So uh, Luna's first ever video uh, on their channel is titled "Elf Girl Does Your Makeup," and it has two hundred twenty seven thousand views, which it's a lot of views for a first video, but like everyone likes to do in the ASMR community, they like to go back to that first video. So that's that's obviously inflated over time, right? But um, it's still it's still an amazing number. Um, did I'm guessing that it did it do well out of the gate? Like I know it's I know a year ago now, but can you can you remember what that what the reception to that video was like when you first uh, dropped it? It was. I'm trying to remember. I remember being both surprised that I got so many views and then also like, dang, I was uh, hoping I'd get more. Uh, <laughs> but um, because at, at the time I was creating completely different content, I was, um, oh, I guess this also ties into what inspired me to start this. But um, I started making content with my wife that was like vlog style stuff and like we're girlfriends blah 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 is that sort of thing i was a queer content creator for a while uh-huh. and then when the pandemic hit and we realized like oh we were forcing ourselves to like be these people out in the world and really we're just big old nerds um we started to make cosplay content and we decided to make this show with elves and we played elves and we posted those on tiktok so, it's so good do yourself a favor I'll, if i'm if i'm switched on i'll make sure i link it in the description with everything else you guys yes. you guys need to check it out and um so we were making that and then that's when i did the the elf girl video and i had like a decent following on on instagram at the time um so i posted it i was like okay hey i'm making asmr here's a video <laughs> like mm-hmm. this isn't the audience for it but here no. we go and so I was both surprised that this audience received it at all, and then also bummed that more people weren't about ASMR. No, <laughs> I was no. like, come on, guys. 
That's amazing. I mean, you know, I I, I watched uh, a little bit of the video and it's like, it's immaculate for a first video, honestly. Like, did you, I guess, did you want to start off with like a good impression? Like, was that, you know, was that in, in, in the plans? Like, I mean, I didn't, I think the mentality was more like, if it flops, it flops. I right. love it. You weren't bothered, yeah. Yeah, I really loved it. And I love making ASMR and I love dressing up as an elf. Being an elf, yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Like, if everyone hates it, then whatever. Because I really like it. Uh, <laughs> and I had a good time. It's funny you should say about the elf. And I was like, I wonder if they're going to like um, rock up to the podcast with the elf ears on. I was like, well, I can put mine on, but we just I mean that never happened. <laughs> we can stop and I do it. I have them <laughs> literally right here. <laughs> I just filmed a video as an elf. It's a Christmas video, so I had the ring. Okay, that makes more sense. You just don't have like elf elf ears on, like you know, on like right there on like a utility belt. Yes, <laughs> at the ready. I've got yeah, my at the elf ready. Ears. Oh well, I know what the I know what the podcast clip for this one's going to be. That's a funny. That's a funny moment. Um, okay, I've completely lost track. Um, oh, I, I wanted to ask, like, why this video in particular? Is is this kind of something that you'd watch yourself? Um, and then and then it, because of that it was easy to translate over into you actually creating it or is this a different reason uh yes I started off just making content that I wanted to see more of um I like I like I said I was watching a lot of ASMR Eliza and she did the follow the light or look at this look at that sort of thing right. and that's when I started doing a lot of those videos because I'm like they're like maybe three creators that I could find doing them and I wanted more of those and I really liked makeup videos so I wanted more of those and like chill cosplays like when I did the elf one I was like I'm not like acting like it's a fairy world it's just kind of like I'm an elf and I'm doing your makeup but mm -hmm. like it's still kind of me and uh I really liked that I like the vibe of like imagine you're a little kid and you're at your friend's house and you guys are playing pretend that's the vibe I like. So I wanted to make more videos like that. Yeah. No, I, yeah. No, I get it. And um, oh, what was going to say? What, say, well, like when I'm analyzing, you know, uh, your videos and going through your like um, your page, it's hard because especially in your case, when you're so successful, because everyone just goes back and watches old videos. So I'm like, how did this like, I don't know how like they did at the start, but I, I, I can get a good feel. Um, and, and like I said, I started with the first one that you've ever done and worked my way from there. And, and the first big video that stood out to me early on was, uh, one titled, you know, like you just said, follow my instructions, which has, uh, 112,000 views. Um, at this point you're only, uh, a month and a half into your, uh, channel and it was your 13th video. I'm guessing, I'm guessing this one did really well at the time as well. Right. Can you, can you remember about that one? Is that the one where I'm wearing a purple wig? Uh, I think you might do. You've got like a, I think on the thumbnail, um, you have a purple and an orange, like a, a yeah. marker. Yeah, that one did pretty good. I was like, oh crap, like, this, this did really well. I think it got like 7,000 views, uh, like not on the first day, but it was like a, a week or so. It got like 7,000 views and most of them are still in the hundreds right. every time I would post them. Right. And so I was like, oh, that's really cool. I didn't think people were going to like that. So I was really excited about that one. Yeah. 
No, that, well, that makes me feel happy because I thought like, oh, that was the first one that was, um, you know, more views than the rest. So I was, I was hoping that it was like that at the time. Um, and I think knowing you like now and and looking at your content now, this vi- this video just really speaks you. It's just it's a lunar video, like you know what I mean. So it's no surprise mm-hmm. that it done like it done well early on. Um, and you've probably got like. I don't want to make this statement, but like you probably got one of like the fastest growing ASMR channels of all time, I, I would assume. Um, you know, which indicates to me like how, you know, naturally talented you are. And like going back to that first video, like you can tell you get it, you know, going in. Like you, you can tell like you know just how to how to do it, right? Um, but it also like shows like, you know, you've only been going a year, but it also shows like how quick of a learner you must be as well. Like is that is that fair to is that fair to make that comment? I, I like to think so. I the way that my channel blew up was wild, but um, I like to think that that I have a knack for it, um, and I I think that I, I one yes being I think a quick learner and also all of the hours and hours of studying algorithms and how to grow on social media. I think that must help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, knowing what to do with the observations I was making about my channel, I think it is one of the, the biggest things because you can get lucky. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, you got lucky, you got lucky. And it's like, like yes, opportunity came knocking at my door, but I was dressed and ready to go. And I think that's mm-hmm. the difference. You make your I own think look. A lot of, yeah, you, you, you've got to be dressed when opportunity comes knocking. Mm-hmm. Like I had my shoes on, I had everything, like, let's the go. And I think the were ready. <laughs> the elf ears are right here at the ready let's go (laughs) but i think that 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 was the thing i i just kind of was like how do i put this like i i don't know i was was ready to go and i think that made the difference Mm -hmm. and knowing sort of how to work with the growth as it was happening is what made the difference yeah, because it's like it's one thing getting growth, right? But it's like how you know how do I sustain this, right? And you you had the tools to like to know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I mean I, I think at this, I think that like back then and like still now you are you you I would say you're infamous for like chaotic <laughs> ASMR, right? Um, but there's also like a lot of variety in your stuff as well. Like when I was going through, still like still at these early stages, you know, you had a video titled follow my instructions that's 453,000 views like an eye exam 346,000 views fixing you 341,000 views like they're all kind of personal attention but all very different styles of personal attention as well right um and, and these are only like four to five months um in as well um but you also didn't have videos that didn't do so well like early on was it obvious to you like what styles and themes were doing better than others Oh yeah, and early on, it was kind of crazy because early on the videos that did the best, besides things like follow instructions, were um, me speaking in Spanish. People really liked that. Uh huh. Yeah. So I I did a a couple of those, and I knew that personal attention did it pretty well. So I I did I tried to do that kind of stuff, just fast paced personal attention, and then speaking Spanish. I knew that was kind of working at the time, and right now uh i know that follow my instructions videos are doing really well so i 
try to post a lot of those, but still try to keep the variety. Right, put like a, within you know, those two. Yeah, putting yeah. different so like, spins on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I've got you. Um, I think it like after this point in the timeline, I think like I just said, like about four or five months in, like after that point, like the average views of all your videos just just went up from from what I was looking at anyway. Um, which obviously must have been good to see at the time. Like you weren't just getting spikes with videos, like you were getting actual sustained growth. Like that must have been encouraging, right? Yeah, I think that was around the time that I, that I mentioned, like I started trying. <laughs> and before I was just like, oh, whatever, I'm just posting, whatever. And um, oh, and I, I knew it also like mattered what I looked like, which was slightly annoying, but also it is what it is. Um, but I remember that, like, I think somebody asked me once in a live, they were like, does it bother you that, uh, the videos where you get all dolled up are the ones that do better than like when you have your short hair and your t-shirts and whatever. And I love the show. I'm that. like, <laughs> thank you. Um, uh, and I was like, honestly, like it, like that's, that's how it works and it shouldn't, but it is. Yeah. And also it gives me an excuse to get dolled up because i'm i don't go out like <laughs> i need to get out more so yeah. it gave me an excuse to do that so um i remembered knowing like okay dressing up for a video helps and the green wig helps like i knew that the videos with the green wig were doing really well so i remember paying attention to that and uh <laughs> So at the time when I started trying is when that I was like, okay, I'm going to implement all these things that I'm learning about how these things are working. And mm -hmm. I think what really changed it was that I made my like, like the, the, the statement, the goal was you're not going to be able to get rid of me. Right. That was my goal. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to see my face everywhere. And eventually you're going to click a video. Mm -hmm. Because I saw that other creators who were super consistent and you could tell a video was theirs based on like their background or their energy yeah. or their aesthetic, whatever. That's what kept popping up for me. So I'm like, okay, I want to be like that. I want to see that you can't get rid of me. Yeah. And one of the creators that, that was like that was BBASMR. I kept seeing her stuff everywhere and she was uploading constantly and she did a different look every time. And I'm like, that mm. gets people's attention. That's going to get the clicks. Her channel is fucking skyrocketing. It is. Let's do it. I, and, and, and I would say like at the minute, she's like one of the channels, like a go-to, like I, I would call it like a comfort, like creator as well. Like if I'm scrolling, I haven't found something good. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to put a BB video on. Like, yep. that's what I mean. <laughs> yes. And And it's like, you've got to get that balance between you know it touches on what you just talked about there between um getting like a brand with your thumbnails but also making them different so like people don't think oh i've already watched that video i'm not going to click on it right so it's like getting mm -hmm. that balance um and it is it is hard but obviously um you know you've you've mastered it over there <laughs> um i love honestly i love talking about that kind of stuff and i love uh just helping other creators with that i think i i really like that about the asmr community is that we all kind of support each other mm -hmm. and i love talking about like okay here's what i noticed helps get views and stuff and like telling other people how to do it because i want them to be successful and it's cool and we all grow together yeah that's really nice I might, I might have to hit you up for some advice you can maybe do like a report card on my channel and tell me all these things i'm doing wrong um <laughs> No, 
now I normally talk about um, the creators I get on their most popular video, but actually, uh, sorry, which for you is titled uh, Personal Attention, but the scenario keeps changing, uh, which has yeah. 1.2 million views. But I actually wanted to talk about the second highest one, which is titled uh, Do What I Say, Follow My Instructions, which just has over a million views right now. Um, because the one thing I noticed about this when I was looking at the analytics was, did you know that in, in the week that this video dropped, you gained nearly 60,000 subscribers in that same week? Yeah, that was around the time everything blew up. That was this past July. I started July with 20,000 subscribers and ended July with 250,000 subscribers. Yeah, that's insane. It was wild. And that happened because I started a TikTok. And mm. I, I have a video that I never published. It's still in my unlisted where I talk about, I, I'm like, should I start a TikTok, you guys? Like, I don't know if I was going to watch it. Blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. And um, But I, I started a TikTok because I, I kept seeing other creators do it and it was helping their channel. So I was like, oh, 100%. I want to boost. Yeah. And um, so TikTok really helped. And what people enjoyed on TikTok, I noticed, was follow my instructions, do what I say. So when I started to blow up there, I was like, oh, let me film like a full length one on my channel so that way people who come from tiktok see that this content is also here and yeah like they know that the content that they like is going to be on my youtube yeah there was a so easy transition, i filmed right? that mm -hmm. yeah i filmed that to sort of get the people from tiktok to stick around and i think that's what really cemented it yeah that's what helped it blow up as well but that's that's really smart and it's definitely like what you um you know what you said about um, you see, you see so many craze go go to TikTok, really like pop off on that, and then that just boosts the YouTube channel as a result. Um, I would mm -hmm. def, I would definitely do that if I didn't have a, a chronic illness that I'm dealing with as well. So it's like super hard because oh, I know what I know what to do. I just don't have like the energy to do it. You know what I mean? Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but back to that back to that video though. Did you did you expect that one to like to blow up like in the way that it did or? I expected it to, to do well. To do well, but not a million. <laughs> no, no one ever. No, did. The, the whole <laughs> channel. Like I expected TikTok to help my channel. I didn't expect TikTok to blow up the way that it did, and I didn't expect my channel to blow up the way that it did. Mm -hmm. Like this was all the goal was to get to this many subscribers, but I imagined this would happen in like a year or two. Yeah. So it really, it 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 shook my world now i think it's obvious to to blame like to blame tiktok for that growth but like that video in particular what 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 do you think made it so special though um i think i think something that helped it and this does tie in with tiktok but i think something that helped was when i started tiktok and this is also i i guess advice for anyone who wants to do it is I knew that with TikTok, everything's really, really, really quick. And you get to the point or people keep scrolling. So what I did was I just got to the point, which is also what I do with my YouTube videos as well. But I I was like, okay, all you have to do is what I say. Boom. And then we're starting the video. And I just try to hook them into it. And I went about it in that way because I knew that a lot of people that I'd probably pop on their FYP, they weren't going to 
probably know what ASMR was. So I was like, Ring them in, you know, like, uh, yeah. I was like, you're just gonna do what I say. It's not ASMR. What are you talking about? And that it would, it might help like chill them out. And then they'd be interested in what this is. Come to my YouTube, look at all this stuff. Yeah. And so I did exactly that on YouTube. Smart. I started the video with all you have to do is what I say, boom, let's get started. And it was right into it. Yeah. And I think that really helped. I mean, because I think on TikTok as well, I would say uh, the audience on there is definitely younger, and and that normally means short retention spans, right? So you've got to get them with that short, snappy, like engaging content. Um, and I think you did that perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when videos go viral like this, um, like it must do wonders for the channel as a whole, right? And and is that something that is noticeable? Oh yeah. Yeah. If I, if I see like, I got a a jump in subscribers, I go to my TikTok and I'm like, did something blow up? And then I'll see that something did in fact blow up. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's what happened. Yeah. And then like, I mean, you get like a trickle effect at that point, right? Like that video has like a million views, but then, you know, people watch that be like, this was insane. And then they're like, okay, I want to do another, I want to do another lunar video. And then they go to a second one. And then at that point, the algorithm has them hooked, right? So you know, mm-hmm. it helps all your videos when that one goes viral for sure. Um, okay, I'm going to give you some supreme gas right now. So, so looking at your average views now, um, I, I, I didn't do proper maths on this, but it like you're sitting, you're sitting at around two hundred fifty thousand views on average. I would say at the minute, it might be, it might even be more. Um, you've got three videos with over a million views, one nearly there. Um, and 71 videos with over 100,000 views, which is actually nearly your, in- no, no, it's more. I actually wrote that down, which is more than like 50% of all your videos. Um, all in a year, all in a year, by the way, in a year today. Um, does that, does that really like put into perspective, like what you've been able to achieve? Yeah, I think there's, there's a few times where I, even now I'm still like, is this real? It's, it's very, very strange. And I think, God, I think the other day I really started to, it started, it started to sort of cement itself that like, Hey, this is real. This is really happening. Um, but it's wild because when I first started it, I would see people with a bunch of followers and they would post and it would be like three hours ago and it's got over a hundred thousand views or it's got over even just 20,000 views. And I'm just like, imagine like just imagine what that must feel like and now it happens and i'm like i don't know how to process this like Uh it still doesn't make any sense yeah it's still so hard to get it especially because it happened so fast that yeah i think my mind is still catching up Mm -hmm. i mean like i said earlier i don't know for fact but like i would definitely assume you know your channel is one of the the fastest growing asmr channels that there's been um are you like I mean, to, to, to give us some insight into your like creative mind, are you, are you always thinking about like the bigger picture? Like what's next? Like how, how do I get to that 1 million views again? Or is that, is that not how you work? Do you not operate like that? I would love to get to a million. I really hope so. Um, I think what I like to, I just want to, I just want to live comfortably. I, I grew up really, really poor mm-hmm. and I, because of uh, my mental illness, it was really hard to keep a job, which is part of the reason I've done so many things. Um, <laughs> I just kept bouncing from one thing to another <laughs> right. and being a content creator was really cool because I got to be my own boss, but I was still relying heavily on brand deals. 
So the fact that now my biggest source of income is YouTube is really helpful because it now allows me to have the resources to create and think about creation more than just like, oh, so-and-so is telling me I need to do this or I have to do Uh this for this person or whatever it is. So I think my biggest goal is honestly to just get to live a comfortable life, give my inner child everything she's ever wanted, (laughs) uh, make up for lost time, make up for the fact that I, I, I grew up, I had a pretty rough childhood. So being able to make up for that, that's the general goal. And then there's other like big goals. Like I, I really, I really want to make ASMR in space. That's, that's like I mean, a that big is, goal. That, is, that might be the biggest one I've ever heard, but I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be so cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you got to hit, I tell you, you need to hit up that Mr. Beast. He'll be down for that ASMR in space. Do, do you do you, are you familiar with Mr. Beast at all? I've only seen talks of him on Twitter. I don't know. He he's obsessed with YouTube. He's been obsessed with YouTube from a, from a, um since when like he was a kid, and and now he's like one of the biggest creators on the platform. Um, he just done a real life Squid Game. I don't know if you've seen that video. You need to watch it. It's so good. Like the sets that he produced for that video are insane, and like. I think if you if you like you know if you like um uh, like your your analytics and and your optimization and stuff like that um I think you would I think you would appreciate um his content but he's always trying to create these like wacky ideas like you just said like ASMR in space and stuff like that um and he he does videos like um last one to take the hand off like the the lamborghini gets the car and then like they're filming for like three days straight and like this there's like two people left with the hand on this car like it's just just like stupid videos like that but they just do so well and they're so interesting um but yeah this is about you not mr beast um (laughs) anyway the the last part of that little section there though is you know what what are the biggest areas do you you think that you could um improve on as a as a content creator work-life balance definitely uh time management i'm really working on that right now Mm -hmm. i've gotten a little bit better at it but um i the amount of times i've burned out holy shit the the amount of times that i've literally just broken down in the middle of filming and been like i'm i can't i'm only one person and i'm gonna break like i don't know what to do and sort of finding a balance so that it doesn't happen so much like like today i was so tempted to film today because i'm like oh well i'm getting dressed up for the podcast i'm gonna go film and i'm like you have filmed four videos already calm it down (laughs) like calm down (laughs) (laughs) and so having to tell myself hey like you you're allowed to relax and it's something my wife always reminds me of. She's like, hey, what's the point of having this cool internet job if you're just going to work your ass off anyway and not get to enjoy it? And I'm like, right, 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 right. And just finding a balance, I think, is something that I really want to get better at I think, as a creator. I think you've got the perfect person there to help you with that, though. Like, it's making me emotional yeah, thinking incredible. about like how awesome you guys are. So, thank you. <laughs> she's incredible. Uh huh. No. Well, I um yeah, I hope you figure that out because it is it's tough, right? It, it's tough, it's tough, right? Um, but yeah, I have a little quick fire round now, so you gotta be you gotta be as quick as you can answering these. So on the ball, ready. So they're all ASMR related. Um, okay. Okay. Are you ready? 
All right. All right. What's your fave trigger? Uh, light triggers and follow my instructions, especially follow the light trigger. Uh, what's your like? What's your least favorite trigger? Spray sounds. I don't like them. Like spray sounds. That's a weird one. Okay. I don't like them. They're jarring to me. I'm like, stop it. <laughs> I'm uh, like a cat. <laughs> who Who is your go to creator? Um, it changes. Right now, I just found a new channel. Oh my god, I wish I remembered the name right now. They have like five thousand subscribers. I'm so mad I don't remember. Um, but they do fast and aggressive. Um. So go-to creators, it also depends on the time of day. Like if it's, if I'm doing my makeup, it's BBASMR. Don't lie, but like that is like prime doing my makeup ASMR. If I can't, if I cannot for the life of me fall asleep because my brain is going too fast, uh, it's ASMR Eliza and it's one of her follow my instructions videos. And if I need like brain goes stupid but really really fast it's miss manganese because i never know what's coming next <laughs> i love it uh whispering soft-spoken or no talking soft-spoken soft-spoken or soft-spoken with whispering i especially love when it's like and like they're like whispering and then out of nowhere they just like start soft speaking i know what you mean like Oh. Yeah, no, that's actually no, that's good. That's a good. Uh uh who is the most underrated ASM artist? Oh my god, that channel I just found. I'm so you don't know who it is. <laughs> I think no, I don't want to say the wrong name and like totally like mislead. Maybe I'll like leave a comment on this podcast and say who it is. We can we but, can confirm that later. Don't. Yeah. That one I found it and I'm like, this is so underrated. Like I can't even believe it. I feel like... And there's been a few uh-huh. where they're they have like eighty subscribers and I'm like, What? I'm like, no. Wow. No, this isn't right. I usually try to like share small channels on my uh-huh. community page. Yeah. Oh, and also Flower Cloud ASMR. Flower Cloud ASMR is just such a sweet soul. And she's got fifteen K, but she should have like in the hundreds of thousands. Mm-hmm. Just great content. Um and just super tingly and also just i love the things she talks about like she's just so sweet yeah so flower cloud flower cloud and i I guess this is kind of a similar one but like best up-and-comer and and it's probably that channel that you can't think of (laughs) yes yes like i know she's gonna blow up definitely (laughs) but it it, like is it a new channel as well or like they've just been going a while but you think they're good i don't no, I think it's relatively new. They didn't have that many videos. I literally found them last night. Okay. Like if I had my other phone on me, I would check. be looking. Yeah, I was just looking, but no, I'm gonna leave a comment on this. If you, yeah, if you I remember, I can. I, yeah, we can either put a comment or I can layer it over the top, like now when we're talking about it. Um, okay, that ends the quick fire round. Some interesting answers there. <laughs> Um, but now we're going to move away from, from ASMR just for a little bit. So talk to me about learner outside of it. What, are what are they doing? What are your hobbies and interests? I love video games. Okay. All I want to do sometimes is just play video games. Um, I give me some names specifically, specifically Apex Legends right now. I've been studying it for months. Who do you mean? I, I main Lola and I main Mirage. It depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. So I'll 
Almain Nova in Battle Royale, but Almain Mirage in Arenas. Okay. Because it's, it's the, the tactic is different. But um, I literally just got a new monitor yesterday and I can actually see what I'm doing. My journey with Apex has been ridiculous. I started it on the Nintendo Switch. So I was playing like 8-bit Apex at that oh, point. Oh, right. Like, okay. Shit. You were just completely and, nerfing yourself at that point. Yes. And then I got a PlayStation, which is a Destiny limited edition PlayStation I found. And oh my God, I'm, it's so beautiful. But, um, nice. So I got a PlayStation and <laughs> I started playing it on there on this TV that false advertised that it was good. And it clearly wasn't. It was still like not as 8 bit. Now it was more like an impressionist painting. Uh-huh. But like, uh-huh. still couldn't see shit and then i got a monitor and i can see what i'm doing and nobody stands a chance now i mean i'm like a mediocre player but like i just i love it so much like i'll die and i'm just laughing anyway because it's you just so much, much fun, fun. I, w- I wish i was you because <laughs> that's not me <laughs> it, okay with like first person shooters mm, yeah so I, I mean my go-to is cod I, i've played cod since i was like um like 11 12 and and I mean, I've pretty much played it every year. There was like a three-year gap where I didn't play it. Um, but that's my go-to. Um, I, I've watched a bit of Apex, never played it. Um, I, like I, I like watching like Valorant and stuff like that, but yeah. Oh my God, you should definitely try Apex. Definitely try Apex. It's so much fun. It looks like and so hectic my... though. It, like it gives me like, it, it kind of gives me like anxiety just like watching it because there's so much going on. It's so hectic. Like, sometimes we have to stop because I, I play with ronnie and she's like my heart can't take it i have to stop it's too much it's too much so we'll literally have to stop because it got way too intense but um we we started off literally just like hiding we barely played like we were like okay let's i don't want to play slow. this game so we're just gonna hide uh-huh. and maybe if somebody comes we'll like pew, you know and then slowly over time we got better and better the and show. there's a subreddit called apex university and they teach you how to get better at the game. And That's I've just cute. become obsessed with getting good at this game. So do you watch pro play as well? Yes, there's this streamer uh, named Princess who mains Nova. And she is insane. Like, she'll use a sniper up close and kick ass. And I'm like, okay. what the fuck? Or, like, somebody will be, like, up in the sky. like, And she's just like, boom, yeah. done. Like, and I'm like, how do you, how? Mind blown. How? <laughs> <laughs> Because there's like, you know, there's like professional leagues and stuff right now. Like it's 3v3 leagues. That's the, that's the platform, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's doing well. I mean, it's been out like how many years now? Like three, three, four years at this point, maybe? Yeah, I think so. And I think I started, I tried Apex in like 2018 and I couldn't get past the tutorial version of it for whatever reason. And I was like, fuck this game. I don't get it. And I gave up. And then this past year, my wife was like, let's try it again. Come mm-hmm. on. And then we tried it and now we're addicted and she is my buddy and we just play together and we play as yeah we duo and she is a she plays one of the characters valkyrie she means valkyrie and i mean loa and they have like chemistry so we'll do this thing where we'll like point out a weapon for the other one to pick up even if they don't even need it just so that we can save their little talk lines because they flirt with each other that's so you you guys need to stop being so cute honestly it's not fair it's no, not fair like... um but i know i know from obviously you, you know your social media stuff you're you're a big animal crossing fan as well oh yeah mm-hmm. like, oh yeah i love animal crossing 
Do you play any of the single player games like that? Yes, I play. Uh, right now, I'm I'm on Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm obsessed with it. I'm about to get the DLC. Um, <laughs> I love The Sims. Sims, okay. Uh, I grew up with The Sims, and yeah. I grew up with Animal Crossing as well. And uh, Super Mario and Kirby. Obsessed oh, with Kirby. Yeah. That was the first video game I ever played. It was Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland. You know something's went wrong uh, on your social media page if you never see like a loner and a like posting a Kirby meme that day. Like you might need to call nine 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 because something's happened. I think. Oh right, yeah, I post Kirby memes on my story all the time. Uh huh. That's what I'm saying. Like that's when you. That's when you know something's went wrong with Luna. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love Kirby. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what other games. Um, I love Super Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. Mario Kart. So you've always um, been like a Nintendo Asphalt kid. Legends. Yeah, I was. I grew up a Nintendo kid, and then my wife got me into like bigger games. Because the thing is, like, I grew up as like a girly girl, and I was always told, like, oh, I'm like you, you're not good at this. You can't play video games. You can't. You can't play with us. And, like all this stuff. Right. And so I was like, okay, I'll just stick to my Nintendo because I'm not. I'm not about to get bullied. Like whatever. So <laughs> and then I met my wife, and she was a really big gamer, and. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do all that. Like, cause it, it got triggering at that point. I'm like, I, I've been kicked out of this space. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with it. And she introduced me to it in a way that like, she was really smart about it. Like she introduced me to first person shooters by starting me off with like super chill first person shooters. Uh-huh. So like ones that were more story based, like Bioshock. And now okay. I love Bioshock. Mm-hmm. Um, Classic. And then we moved on to Mass Effect, where it's also story-based and you can put the fighting really low. So then we got into that, and now I love Mass Effect. And she got me into... Yeah, she really does. And now I also love Dragon Age Inquisition. I love Destiny. Now I'm just a big gamer. Well, (laughs) And and it's great because it's all I ever wanted, but I was told it wasn't for me. And now it gets to be for me. Yeah, no, I love that. You should, yeah. You should, you should play some COD though at some point. Yeah. I have before, but it was back when I like didn't know what I was doing with first person uh-huh. shooters. So maybe I'll, I'll get into that. Oh, and I also love uh, Grand Theft Auto. That's fun. Oh, Just when I want to let my chaos out. Classic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the... Let my anger out. Uh huh. Letting the chaos out. <laughs> I have that. I have a funny story about that. So I played Grand Theft Auto three. It's going to make out like my parents were really bad parents, but I, I played Grand Theft Auto 3 and I was like eight or nine or, or something like that, right? And it's like an 18 game. And um, <laughs> so, you know, for those, you know, those of you guys who've played Grand Theft Auto know, uh, you do various missions and some of the missions, uh, particularly this one in Grand Theft Auto 3, you had to pick up uh, this like mob leaders, uh, prostitutes from this building and like drive them back to his crib. But I didn't know the prostitutes at the time. So when my my mom actually came into my room when I was doing this part, and um, <laughs> I basically told her at the time that they were just his girlfriends. All of them were just his girlfriends, and he, and I, I was picking them up. Well, obviously, there were prostitutes at the time with like barely nothing on. So that's my funny. That's my oh funny my GTA. God. Stuff. <laughs> Oh yeah, I had a parent walk in on me when I made my Sims woohoo, and I'm like, it was one of their wants. I was just trying to do their wants. The game was telling me to do it. <laughs> That's so funny. So, all right, so you're a big gamer, and I think there's something else that you've just, you know, you're quite passionate about as well. 
begins with a begins with a D. Two two words. One's, one dog. Be, both, Wait, no, both begins with both begin with D. Oh, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so that's also a relatively new interest. Uh huh. So how did you? I mean, how did you get into D and D? Critical Role definitely started it all. Um, well, how did you get into my wife? Role? Really wanted me to to watch Critical Role. She was like, "There's this oh, thing. It's called Critical Role. And voice actors are all these video games I've been showing you." Uh-huh. And I'm like, "I don't know. I don't know if I want to sit and watch these people play a game." And then finally, I was like, "All right, let's do it. Let's watch it." And I was hooked. Mm. Oh, we just finished. We finished campaign two finally. Oh, you finished it. Like, I yeah, I meant to to text you about it because I was like, "Oh my god, I finished it! And I finished it!" Oh well, we're mm. gonna talk about it, right? So if you're a critical role fan <laughs> and you don't want spoilers, skip to the like the next segment of the video, uh, and then you'll be safe. Or like skip like five minutes, that'll be fine. Uh, but you've been given a spoiler warning. But like, how good, how good was um, Caduceus's divine intervention to resurrect Molly Mock? Like, can we talk about that, please? <laughs> Can we talk about I that? can't even believe that. Like, what are the odds? No, no. What very, the hell? Yeah, it was like a one in. It like was a one 15% in ten percent or something. Yeah, it was a one. Oh no, yeah, it was more because he was level fifteen. Yeah, it was a fifteen percent chance. Yeah. What the hell? I, I was so bummed at when at first it didn't work because I'm like, oh, that would have been so cool to see. And yeah. then like, what? No, but like fair that play, like insane. you know, they they didn't like bullshit any roles. They were like, no, you just haven't rolled well enough. Like, I'm sorry. And then he was like, actually, I can divine intervention right now. So good. What did he say? He just, I can't even believe it. He was like, he was like, just put I'm it back. I'm curious. I'm going to try something. He was, like, yeah. he was like, whoever that was, just put it back. Oh, so good. So good. Yes. Oh my God. What the hell? I can't even believe that they defeated Lucian. I thought it was going to be a TPK, honestly. After a certain point, I'm like, I right. don't know, man. It was t- I think they're gonna die. It was tough because he had like all these like little tentacles that were coming out and doing different things, and then there was like layer effects going on. Like, mm. yeah, I don't know. I think the one thing I wish that would have happened <laughs> is I wish that Essek and Caleb would have been end game. That makes me sick. <laughs> I was like, am I gonna get my gay boys? Am I gonna get them? <laughs> Like, I just wanted them to be endgame. And yeah. my wife was like, what the hell, Andre? Like, why do you want your gay boys so bad? <laughs> and I don't, I love them. I shipped them so hard. It's just well, Essek and Caleb. Cute. They are cute. Like, I think canonically they, they do get together, though. But, like, nothing really, like, happened in roleplay, right? Right. I think that's what happened. Is like, Caleb mentioned it very briefly that, oh, this happened. But then that was it. And I'm like, I wanted a roleplay moment. Uh-huh. And um and um, Bowen Yasha, oh Bowen Yasha and Ford and Jester, I was so happy. Yeah, no, there's some, there's some. I mean, all 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 critical role relationships are good. Like I know, I don't think you've watched the first season yet. Have Have you? I haven't, though. I I know who ends up with who. Oh, you do know, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there's this artist on Twitter, and she does um, she titles them critical role first kisses. Um, and she like digitally draws like the characters when they have like the first kisses and they're, they're so beautiful. If you've, if you've never came across that person, um, I don't know the pronouns. Um, but yeah, you should like, next time I see it, I'll, I'll link you it cause they're so good. Yes. I would love it. I love all the fan art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I know you try to play a little bit of D and D yourself, but you've had bad experiences with trying to get into groups and stuff, right? 
Yes, up until uh, we started it. And then also I have a campaign going on with one of my best friends. And like that one's like really low key and chill. And that's been fun. But prior to that, it was hard to find a group that fit. So my experience is very limited. Like the campaign that I'm currently playing, we've played maybe about three sessions. Uh And that's it. So I'm... What are you playing? Is it is it homebrew? Is it official stuff? It's uh, we're it's official stuff. It's I think uh, what is it called? It's the one that they that they do for Critical Role. Wild Mount. Oh, Explorer's Guide to Wild Mount. Yeah. Oh, so they're doing it off that. Okay, that's that's cool. That must be cool playing in like Critical Role world. Yeah, yeah. I was like, can you just make it as easy as possible? And I was like, just do what they do in Critical Role. (laughs) That way I at least get the idea of the world because it's so overwhelming. The first campaign we tried was Homebrew and it was Space Pirates. And I'm just like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing right now. Well, that that And it was a group of like 12. It was was a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, I mean, for those of you guys uh, who don't know, we are starting a live streamed uh, D&D show in January. Um, don't have a set date yet, but um, we're going to be playing through Strixhaven, uh, which is like a Harry Potter-esque like university setting. So we, we started like literally on our first day of university and we go through four years of Magic University together. And I can't wait. I'm so excited. It's, it's going to be so good. Um, yeah, if, I... I'll try and link some stuff down below, but if you haven't checked that out yet, um, yeah, we, we've got a great cast, uh, a great DM, like the DM, like he's, he, he loves Matthew Mercer's style of DMing. So, uh, I know from that point of view, you're going to get like really good, like, you know, that critical role experience, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, so yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. What? excited i keep thinking about it every day i'm thinking about it every day i'm like making pit crews of my character mm. i keep changing what she looks like Which but one? did you did, did you see my character we can't we don't want to give spoilers away yet but did you give did you see mine no i gotta look in the discord oh well yeah yeah i have to catch up i have like not been like i said i'm like working on the work-life balance so i've just been like crazy busy sometimes ronnie will update me on what's going on but uh-huh. i'm like I gotta catch up. I gotta catch up. <laughs> no, Ronnie's pretty active in there. You can tell she's like she's fired up, ready to go as well. So she's so excited about it. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, she's so excited. No, I think I think we can. I think we can put something like uh, you know really special together. So excited mm-hmm. for that. Um, anyway, I could talk about D and D all day. Um, to round out this this section though, um, I wanted to ask you if you had any tips for um anyone watching who was thinking about starting their own channel or are in the process of doing so what what advice would you give to them as a creator yourself uh you don't need all the fancy equipment you can just have your phone and your phone's camera and your phone's microphone and that's it you don't have to have all these other things um also just start you also don't have to be fully prepared so start maybe just filming a video that's just for you, a video you don't plan to post. One that's literally just the audience is you and film what you would want to see. And maybe you don't even post that video. And maybe you film five videos that you don't post, but at least you've started. And when you launch, you can launch at 80. You don't have to launch at 100%. You will learn as you go. 
but the most important thing is to start and then you'll get more prepared you don't have to be all the way ready launch at 80 i love that advice especially like the you know post for you at the start like i've never heard anyone say that before but you know i, I completely agree so there you go there you go um that yeah that concludes the the present section and um, we're going to move on to the future now very ominous the future um so, so yeah exactly so um <laughs> so yeah i wanted to start off by asking are there things that you definitely want to do that you haven't had a chance to yet with with your channel and, and asmr video creation or is it kind of going to be more of the same but with like more little twists and turns uh i think there, there's a few things I want to do that uh, once I get my time management stuff right and I get my space more set up, because uh, this is just like a corner of our spare room. The rest is a mess. Like everything behind this camera is a mess. Um, but um, once I've got that stuff figured out, I really want to do like cosplay, like full cosplay acting videos. I want to do a jester cosplay video i please love jester so much Just um, <laughs> actually, actually i i love her so much um have you heard about the traveler uh, um pretty cool. <laughs> i love it and um i so i want to do a jester uh role play video i I have like props for it. I wish I would have. I wish I would have brought them, but I have like full props. I have the little brochure that she hands out. Oh my um, gosh! Travel I want to do uh, Loba from Apex cosplay. Mm -hmm. uh, just a, a bunch of like full on yeah. cosplay role play videos. I would love to do. Um, once I I like get more practice with acting because it's been years. Like I, I used to act every single day, and it's been years now i think the last time i was in anything where i was acting besides like doing our elf show which got gave me a little bit of practice but we haven't done that in like a year uh -huh. um i would love to do more like for real for real i'm acting sort of well, i think the role plays on huh you're definitely going to get the experience with the through the D D though <laughs> D &D, yeah it's go. definitely gonna help uh -huh. and uh yeah i think the role play videos on my channel like i make like characters but i i want to do like like this is legit like immersive i feel like with my role play videos it's more like the way that i think of them is like we're playing pretend versus this is an immersive experience where i'm acting and being like this character is fully fleshed out sort of thing yeah so that's something that i definitely want to eventually do i also want to make i don't know what kind of videos exactly but i guess quote unquote normal videos in asmr style so like sometimes i'll be watching videos on youtube where like let's say it's like a film criticism video for example uh -huh. i love watching film criticism and more than i watch movies like i'll watch them about movies i've never seen and i love them but they're all like hey what's up you guys so today we're gonna blah, blah. and i'm like i just want to like fall asleep to this but i can't because you're yelling at me and so I'd love to do videos that people do in non-ASMR style uh -huh. in ASMR style. Okay. Or like how, how Curtis Connor makes reaction videos, for example. I love Curtis Connor, but I can't fall asleep to Curtis Connor because they're wild, you know? And yeah. so I'd love to take those concepts and make them into ASMR videos. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what kind of content I would make like that yet, but eventually 
I would love to to do that once I know what kind of content I'd like to make. Yeah, I, I mean, a, a good idea is also like you know, once you flesh this Strixhaven character out, you could do an ASMR roleplay as them. I'd love to. I'm already shopping for the for the pieces. Oh, <laughs> like I'm already here. Like I'm probably oh. gonna show up first day. I think in cosplay. I think everyone is, apart from like me, because yes. I just, I just can't, I just can't do it. Like, no, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not good at like you know creating things and stuff like that when it when it comes to costumes. But we'll see, we'll see what happens. Launch at eighty. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is as well. I mean, you know, spoilers. I'm playing a girl as well, so that would mean like. You know, I'd have to go a wig on every like every stream as well. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I don't know how I feel about doing that. Um, that's a whole commitment. Yeah, that's I, that's. Not, I mean, if it's you, like, do you? But I don't think it's me. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> okay. Now you've done it. You've done a couple of collabs, right? I think I've seen. But you know, who who are your you know. Who are your dream collabs? Who would you love to collab with in the space that you know you haven't had the chance to already? Uh, Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do it. Why not? Um, Curtis Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to do these collabs in ASMR with these people who aren't exactly ASMR artists. Mm-hmm. Um, Jenna Marbles, if she ever comes back. Um, well, and now I'm thinking Ace of Artist. I think I would love to do a collab with GB. Right. Um, maybe Goodnight Moon, too. I think that would be fun. Yeah. Oh, else? I think that there's been a few where I'm like, oh, I could, I could think of a collab with them. But it's slipping my mind right now. But no. GB and Goodnight Moon when it comes to Ace of Artist. And then Aubrey Plaza, oh. Curtis Connor, and Jenna Marbles. I like it. One day we're going to come back and be like, yep. They spoke into existence. <laughs> yes. Oh, nice. Um, you know, I think you you kind of you've kind of spoke on it already, but like, are there any other like future projects in the works that you can you know you can talk about without giving you know too much away or spoilers away? I know we've already touched on quite a lot that you've got planned. Anything else you can think of? I I really want to start being gaming into it. Mm-hmm. So whether that be a gaming channel or twitch streaming i think i'm leaning more towards a gaming channel right um but i'd love to i'd love to start bringing that into the mix there's asmr and gaming so definitely that and then for more like near future things um i just this weekend i filmed a bunch of holiday videos so i'm really excited for those to come out i've got one that's uh the elf role play video that i'm super excited about and I don't want to say too much about it, but yeah. it's it's just fun. It was so much fun filming it. I ended up having to film it twice because I forgot my ears the first time, and I was no. like, "Well, oh, no. I'm supposed to be an elf." So yeah, you so kind of like, need We're those. starting over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I'm literally almost done filming, and I was like, blah, 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 blah. "I forgot my ears." Oh no! no. All right, Blah. and then I just like <laughs> started all over. But it was so much fun. I didn't even mind. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that when it come out. Okay, nice. I mean, I, like I said we, before that question, you you already give us lots of lots of little hints and crumbs of stuff coming up. So I'm sure the fans will appreciate that. Um, 
and again, this kind of leads on to the next question, which is, you know, have you thought about doing other types of content, right? Like streaming, whether it's YouTube, Twitch, whether it's ASMR, gaming, something else. And then also, I don't think you have like a paid service, like something like Patreon or anything like that as well. Like, uh, have you given thought to anything like that? And is the plans for those type of things in the future? I actually just closed my Patreon because I oh, realized just... I couldn't keep up with it oh, at okay. all. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> My allergies got me. You're good. Okay. Um, I couldn't keep up with it. I felt really bad because these people were supporting me and wanting extra content. And I couldn't give it to them. And I was like, when I was working out this whole work-life balance thing, I'm like, all right, elimination time. And so go. I decided to close my Patreon. Yeah, um, I used to do custom videos and I stopped doing that. Um, and people keep asking me about a cameo but it's just too much like i'm i'm one person mm -hmm. and I, I couldn't do it so i think like when it comes to extra things like that i had to literally be like no more so with that kind of stuff no but definitely with other kinds of content like bringing gaming into the mix i do eventually want to go back and do music again um but that'll be for like later later on uh-huh yeah again i mean that that does lead into the last question you you're good at this <laughs> um which is you know like what are the you know the ultimate goals of the channel for you like i mean obviously at the minute you know you're a full-time creator but as you just said like you would like to revisit you know your musical roots um you know do you see yourself balancing the two there just leaving asmr behind at some point and just going all like fully focused on music or are you just going to see how like you know life plays out i guess uh a little bit of seeing how life plays out and a little bit of i don't want to stop doing asmr i think this is the first job i've ever had where i'm like oh i could do this for years You're and still love it yeah uh so i definitely want to still do asmr and then when it comes to music i know that i prefer it as a hobby and i don't even know what kind of music i would make i was doing like more serious type of music before i think that i would probably come back and do more like bo burnham style music right. he is a huge inspiration to me as as a creator i like the fact that he makes his comedy with music and then also gets really real about life sometimes mm -hmm and i love that mix so i think if i did music again it would probably be like that maybe i'd do some like serious shit but for the most part i think it would be like musical comedy a little bit of comedy and then uh -huh. yeah and then i think i i also really want to continue acting so i think um the fact that this channel gave me a platform and allowed me to become more known as a person and as a creator I think gives me the opportunity to maybe do acting gigs. I really, I love to act. I love music. I love musical theater. So I think in the future, I would like to do those things, whether yep. it's the, I think with acting, it would be more in the near future, but um, ASMR would still be like, this is my job. And then acting and music and stuff would be like my hobby. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, knowing, knowing you before this and, and knowing you after this, I'm pretty sure, you know, whatever, um, you know, path you go down, uh, in, in your work and life, I'm pretty sure it's just going to turn to gold. Cause 
you you know you have the talent to do it the passion to do it and the know-how to do it so um i'm pretty sure you'll have no problems there and and i know as well that you'll (laughs) that you'll put your happiness first um that's the most important thing isn't it oh yes i just i want to live comfortably in a nice little house with a with a gaming loft and probably a little a little farm (laughs) that's cute but like, I mean, before we end, I did, I did just think, because before this, I didn't know you were like, you know, an ex-musician and very musical, but that makes sense now why you want to play a bard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I was having so much trouble coming up with a character. And, and Ronnie, of course, being who she is and always coming through for me, she was like, okay, well, who would you be? if you were in this world just who would you be you don't have to think about being a character just who would you be and i'm like well i think i'd be a bard and i would i would be a, a an artist and she was like okay so be a bard mm-hmm. makes sense <laughs> you don't have to try and come up with, with this character just start with you and then build off of that and that really helped <laughs> really helped figure out where i was going with this character uh-huh Okay, so I'm. I mean, I'm excited now because I'm pretty sure you're gonna come up with some nice stuff. Like, are you thinking? Like, I don't know how much thought you've put into it. Like, are you gonna do? Um, like, are you gonna make your own little songs and like poems and stuff like that? Or like, what's the what's the plan there? Or are you keeping a secret? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, Ronnie and I played a, a game. Uh, there's this creator, Ginny D, who um, oh, yes, you know Ginny D. Uh-huh, oh yeah. my gosh, she's amazing. <laughs> so she did like uh. 50 questions to ask your character in order to like get to know them better and we did a thing ronnie and i sat down as our characters and we answered these questions to each other and then built off of those questions so like she would answer something and be like okay but why and then she'd be like well because of this and i'm like well what do you don't you think that blah 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 but like i would answer her questions as my character and be like curious of like getting to know her character and then she'd be like okay but then what about this and we just have this conversation basically like in role play figuring out I our characters it. yeah that's a great way it to was do it. so much fun uh-huh. yeah and it really helped me figure out this character and so she was like okay so like you're a bard then like what do you what do you like to do and i'm like oh well i like to just sing little songs and just you know like that's what makes me happy is just sitting in my room and playing songs and she's like can you can you show me a lot and i was like okay and so i like started singing the song i made up <laughs> it was it was so much fun i'm like all right i guess i'm that really solidified it for me too that i'm playing a bard because i'm like i like making up silly songs so i'm gonna well that's the whole humor thing as well like you said before like the bard's perfect because they're always like you know this humorous character right yes i love it oh, i'm so excited just anytime i talk about it i just get more excited <laughs> right we do um but unfortunately that is where we're gonna end today's podcast and i'd like to take this opportunity to thank you so much luna for one coming on but two taking the time out of your day um because as we talked about you know time is time is very precious so i i appreciate it and i appreciate you very much thank you thank you for having me this was so much fun i've been so excited about it (laughs) No, I'm glad you, I'm glad you had fun. I had a lot of fun and my cheeks are hurting from smiling so much. Um, <laughs> but if you guys did make it this far um, and there's probably not a lot of yous, but if there's any of you uh, who weren't familiar with uh, Luna before today, make sure you check out the video description and the pinned comment 
because uh, it'll have the links to their channel and their uh, social media pages so you can keep up to date with all things Luna Bloom ASMR, basically. And um, if this is the first time you're watching the podcast as well and you enjoyed it, I do these every single week with a different uh, ASMR creator. And um, the best way to support me in doing that is to uh, leave a like on the video if you enjoyed it. Uh, comment down below what you thought. If you have any questions for me or Luna, please leave those down below as well. Uh, subscribe if you haven't clicked that button already. Um, because like I said, I do these every week and I upload a normal ASMR video every single week as well. So you won't miss out on that. Uh, make sure you click that bell icon and select all so you get a notification every time a new podcast episode goes live or a new ASMR video goes live. So you're just always up to date and you're feeling good about it. Uh, the final thing is, uh, as you'll have seen on the layout of this podcast, uh, the podcast is also available in audio only form on all your favorite podcasting platforms from Spotify to Apple Podcasts, you name it, the podcast is on it. So um, if you're someone who's maybe on the go a little bit more and you can't you know, afford to watch a video, but you can afford to listen, then that'll be perfect for you. Basically, when a new uh, episode goes live on YouTube on a Wednesday, the following Tuesday, the audio only version of that podcast will be available for you to listen. So there you go. Uh, this has been the White Tap Whisper podcast episode 31. Luna has been amazing and so have you guys. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.